It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Kutcher. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this fourth uh, day of April, 2019. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Jay Basser, and today we have Berta Simmons on with us. And we're going to be discussing this new Agent Orange presumptive conditions proposal, which uh, is really nice. We're hoping we got our fingers crossed for that. And, uh, Alberta, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm just great, Gerald. Uh, you, you, you've read this, this, uh, news laying over. You think that, uh, Mr. Wicks will, uh, Secretary Wicks will go ahead and go for it? It's hard to tell what he does, you know, but. Uh, well, uh, uh, I, I'm going to bring that up in um, some points that I wanted to make about the uh, the situation, uh, Gerald. Uh, there are actually five potential presumptives. Um, uh-huh. I mean six. I mean six. Nope, nope, I'm wrong. Five. Uh, bladder cancer. Yes. Hi- hypothyroidism. Parkinson's-like symptoms. And the other two are hypertension and stroke. Now, in the military.com stuff, I posted at the website, they didn't mention stroke. Uh, on another site, they didn't mention stroke. But when they did this report by um, the uh, National Academies of Medicine, it's NAM, uh-huh. but it was formerly IOM, they, uh, they had stroke there with a limited suggestive um, criteria that it fit in for possible presumptiveness. And that is the same wording that they have used on AOIHD, perisalbia leukemia, uh, and just about all of the uh, Agent Orange presumptives. But there's something good on HBP, hypertension, and I want to mention it right away before I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, the recent uh, Academy report uh, found that hypertension, instead of being limited or and suggestive in the past report, was now, um, I want to give you their exact uh, words on this, um, if, uh, sufficient, that it was, was given a sufficient rating. Uh, I'm calling it a rating. In other words, they were saying that there was sufficient evidence that dioxin Mm -hmm. and Agent Orange causes high blood pressure. So that's a bigger level than most of the Agent Orange presenters ever were. But this is a problem, the cost. And uh, in a letter that I uh, uh, wrote to Shinseki, which I realized that I, I still have a little bit more medical stuff to explain to him, which I explained already to Shulkin, and he got the letter, and two weeks later he was fired. He, he would have got it because he's a doctor, Secretary Shulkin. But in any event, uh, there's the cost factor and also the medical fact 
that just about anyone elderly might get might high get blood high pressure. pressure. But not every. I don't have it, and I'm old. <laughs> but uh, the point is that if a veteran can prove that they have no other etiology but for the Agent Orange, mm-hmm. they, they'd be in my claim if he grants presumptiveness to a hypertension. So that's going to be a little bit of a battle. And I explained to him in a letter uh, to the Secretary uh, that the Vietnam veterans are dying. Uh, this would only cover, if it's under Nehmer, in-country Vietnam veterans or maybe Blue Water veterans, too, because of Presipio. So that's another cost factor. But Vietnam vets are dying, and the widows are eligible for, or widowers. We had women in Vietnam exposed to arms, that's for sure. Uh, their widows and widowers would be eligible for any retroactive money, but their widows and widowers are dying. So that only leaves their adult children. And uh, at that point, it, it might take years for some of these adult children to find out that they might be eligible for Agent Orange money. So my point to him was that the cost factor isn't really going to be that high. And if it, you know what I mean? Uh, although it, it will be high, but it was high for ischemic heart disease, John. That was a big issue. Mm-hmm. Like they were saying, well, a lot of growing uh, people as they age, they get ischemic heart disease. But they, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, one of the other secretaries voted that in. He he granted mm-hmm. it, IHD. And uh, they probably paid out millions. But, um, yeah. but they had a uh, lot of Kentucky. veterans that filed for, yeah, Kentucky. They had a lot of veterans that filed for hypertension and for uh, heart disease. And they were denied because there was no relation at the time to the actual issue in Agent Orange. When the VA finally recognized uh, ischemic heart disease as an issue, the floodgates opened up. And oh, a lot yeah. Of it cost a lot of money. Oh, now, yeah. And. The floodgates opened at HATA.com, too, John, because we got a lot of uh, uh, new members or and old members asking about, you know, how these claims are going to go. And if Blue Water Navy vets <coughs> get a, a presumptive status because of the Presopio decision, plus there's two bills, other bills, supporting them, uh, the Blue Water Navy veterans, uh, that's going to bring a lot of vets to Haddock. We've already had uh, two blue warders there that never came to Haddock before. So, and you know, all of this goes out on the airways on Google. If a veteran, you know, the good thing about Haddock, and, and I, 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 I even thank God for Google and the Internet, because a veteran can sit there and they could find out that they just got hairy cell, cell B leukemia or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, ALS or whatever it could be, um, and they Google it, uh, and and in the Google uh, search thing, if they indicate in somewhere they are a veteran, uh, how does it going to pop up? I mean, all our stuff is on Google, and I think that's yeah, what brought. Pop up. Yeah, and I think that brought uh, a lot of us to us and and their survivors. Uh, mm-hmm. 
right after the 2010 regulations came out for Nehmer. Yeah. But, uh, so that was the... It's been but, 2010 uh, since IEC came out? Huh? It was, the, it was 2010 when they added the uh, ischemic heart disease. Boy, I, I can hardly hear you. In 2010, is that when, that's when they added the IEC part and the, the uh, leukemia. Is that, is that only back 2010? It's, uh, it's time flies. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, are you there? Hello? Yeah, Alberta. Yeah, I I'm, I'm kind of... He was, he was wanting all that back in 2010 when they uh, first did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's hard. Uh, I can hear you, Gerald, but I, I, I couldn't hear John too good. Uh but in any event, 2010 was a Nehmer court order. Yes. Uh, and because of Nehmer footnote one, and of course uh, I'm an expert on Agent Orange, I've been involved with uh, this for, since 1991, and uh, I got a real good buddy. It doesn't, life doesn't get any better. It's Rick Spataro. He is the head Nehmer lawyer at NDLSP, and we've been... Uh, Corresponding over the uh, over the years or by phone, you know, for I guess over a decade or more. But in any event, um, there's something I did bring up at, at Habit uh, that I'd like to say on the air. And a lot of the stuff I'm taking from the posts I made in our Agent Orange forum, but I've noticed, noticed that it's very hard to, for me to find the forum sometimes. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's my my computer or what have you. But there's two things I want to mention. Uh, Buck from Habit, he brought up a good point about the Agent Orange Registry. And he asked me if that could be a time-saving factor in any veteran filing a claim. Well, in a, in a way, I would think it should be. It should save time. But on the other hand... We're dealing with a regional office. So, you know, you really can't say anything can go faster. But uh, uh, the Agent Orange Registry link is at our website. My husband never got involved in that. But a lot of us do. And through the registry, they can determine, a doctor will examine the veteran to see if they have a potential Agent Orange disability. And, of course, these are veterans that have to serve in Vietnam, you know, or, or prove their exposure el- elsewhere. But this is for the main Agent Orange Registry. So, to me, that would be medical evidence that they do have a disability that is presumptive. Uh, Berta, now, uh, down in Muskogee, where I went, uh, because I mentioned uh, herbicide exposure, uh, and I was in Alaska, uh, of course it's different in Vietnam, but anyway, they had me go to their environmental uh, department and had me fill out an Agent Orange registry, oh. and and uh, it's uh, quite a few pages long, and and they had the 
one of their agents or doctors or nurse practitioner, whoever it was, that filled it out for me. They filled it out, I told them. And uh, it's quite in depth. So there is a registry. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And and uh, they have to fill it out there. Uh, your primary care team sends you down or sends you to the... Uh, that's when I was going to Muskogee, they filled it out, and that's quite a few years back. But uh, due to uh, some of my ailments, he concluded, and I think he even stated in that, that I was exposed to uh, commercial herbicides or Agent Orange. And I think they're basically... Defined as the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back in that time. Uh, but, uh, of course, now we're, we're learning that more and more they used Agent Orange uh, herbicide in a lot of different posts in the United States yeah. territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're finding that out more and more. More and more, yeah. So, well, you know, Jim Scripps is a good example. James Scripps. Yes, yeah. he is. Absolutely. And, uh, but, Gerald, I mean, any veteran can get this on the Agent Orange Registry. Uh, but if it's a question of where they were exposed, uh, that's going to be a question that the regional office will ask them to prove if it wasn't Vietnam uh, or, or blue, blue Water. But, uh, uh, but you know, Bert, uh, that being said, I would say if you have two or more or three Agent Orange presumptives, that should be pretty conclusive that, yes, indeed, you were exposed to Agent Orange. Yeah, I, I've seen cases like that, Gerald. But if they were could not prove exposure, they were denied. I've seen uh, cases that's like true. that. And that yeah. they shouldn't have been, in my opinion, if yeah. they have two or three of the presumptives. Right. That's it pretty be. clear. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, but a, a, a strong medical opinion oh, yeah. would, would certainly, um, independent medical opinion, would certainly uh, help a veteran in that situation, I hope. But they still have to prove exposure. I mean, that's the bottom line. And and I wanted to bring that up, Gerald, and I'm glad you did, and you explained this, uh, what what that registry was all about. Because when it first came out, we had a lawyer at the old Habit Board. So this was prior to 2004, who has since yes. passed away. And somebody brought up the registry, and asked me what I thought of the idea, and I said, I think it's the same BS as this other registry that the VA was thinking about. And uh, the lawyer, Alex Humphrey, uh, he uh, agreed with me, because at that time, it was a lot of BS. And the problem was that a lot of veterans, even though the doctor told them these are possible Agent Orange disabilities that you have, would write yes. it down. With a diagnosis, uh, the problem was a lot of those veterans thought that was a claim. Oh, no, that's not a claim. No, and they make it very clear 
these days at the VA website. That is not a claim. And a lot of veterans thought it was because here they are with a doctor and a doctor saying, yeah, if you were exposed to Agent Orange, you know, you have this, that, or the other. Yeah. But, of course, this is when the presumptive list was a lot shorter than than it is now. Yes, you're you know? absolutely right. And that was years ago I filled that out. Yeah. But uh, you're right. That's not a claim. No. And uh, although it's in my, my uh, evidence, yeah, uh, it's part of my evidence to the VA, yeah. it's you, not recognized. Uh, well, no. I mean, I mean it won't I be mean, recognized. They, they the, that's why I consider it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's why I consider it a lot of BS. But uh, uh, that, that was years ago. And, uh-huh. and in that respect, uh, things are changing a little bit. But, Gerald, did the VA put that into your medical record with the VA or in your claims file? In my claims file. Oh. And uh, oh. it is See. part of my claims file. Oh. Uh, I've read it in there, so I know that yeah. it's put yeah. in there. So uh, a veteran would uh, have now, to get a copy, huh? But now with with uh, them coming up with new presumptives, uh, this additional, I don't think they're new presumptives, they're additional presumptives, uh, then that would even put more weight, have it carry more weight. Because now I could go back and say, look, uh, here's... You know what you said then, and here's yeah, what yeah. they're saying now. Now, did it's they a, ever use did they ever use the AO registry on any evidence list in any claim you filed? Not that I filed. I know yeah, another see, guy that was involved with Project One Twelve Chad in Alaska. He was in a year after I was at a different location, but he used. My Agent Orange registry, because I talked to his VSO, and they used it to help him win his claim on sugar diabetes. But it was your information? <laughs> it was my information. I'd sent him a copy of it. He'd give it to uh, his VSO, and they used it in... Uh, his evidence. Well, well, now that's the weirdest thing I ever heard of. But well, that's what happened. He got well, that's almost as weird as the it's almost as weird as the Agent Orange Award to that guy in Alaska. Yeah. Uh, I talked to Rick Spataro about that. I showed him the award. I said, "Does this make sense to you, Rick?" And he said, "No." He said, "I think somebody really messed up on this." Uh, but maybe I said, not. Uh, but I they... said, but if the guy had served in the Army Corps of Engineers in the exact time that they were doing the spraying on that part of the pipeline, it was only 12 miles they sprayed. Then, of course, the award is correct. But what bothered me, that was not his agent arms exposure was never conform, con, confirmed in the award. 
You know, and, and I mean, here I'm talking to the head lawyer of NVLSP, and I'm an expert on HR myself. Mm-hmm. And neither one of us could figure out how that happened. Well, but now they gonna... sprayed along the Richardson Highway, too. According well, to my core engineer report. Yeah, but anyone that was exposed to that spraying should file a claim. Absolutely, you know. And give them enough information that they can really check it out. But um, but uh, when Buck brought it up, it was a good idea because uh, we don't really talk about the AO registry a lot, and we we should, you know. Uh, and that was a good idea. But um, uh, to get back to these presumptions, yes, uh, I this is what I think is possibly a good chance bladder cancer will get on the list, possibly. Um, hypertension, I mean, hypothyroidism, I'm not sure. Um, Parkinson's-like symptoms, I'm not too sure on that. But uh, I think that they'll, they might actually award uh, hypertension. But they're going to. Have, but every veteran that has a claim is going to have a hell of a time proving that they don't have any other etiology but for their age and arm exposure for hypertension. Oh, and that's going to be they, a tough one, Bird. Yeah, but if they've had it for a long time, uh, they were kids in Vietnam, you know. Well, so VA, huh? VA doctors now are finding uh, conclusive evidence that hypertension and heart disease is caused by flu. By the flu, have you read that? Um, no, no. But I hope several reports hmm. come out well, on that. I hope the VA doctors, those CNC quacks, don't read that report. <laughs> well, it's VA doctors that are claiming this. Oh, <laughs> oh my oh. God! Oh, oh, oh. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You know, uh, but uh, I, I have some advice. Uh, huh? Uh, wait a minute. Go ahead, John. Essential hypertension. Oh, well, you know what it's essential hypertension means? Hypertension of own, uh, huh? Um, right, unknown origin. Hypertension of unknown origin, how it started. Right. So I uh, think that's what they're looking for. John, you you just hit yeah. something golden there. Because I bet mm-hmm. I, that's what they said my husband's hypertension was from, essential, no known mm-hmm. cause. Well, they didn't even mm-hmm. diagnose him right for heart disease. How would they know? But uh, and that if that appears in VA medical records, and thank you, thank you, John, for bringing that point up. That's so important. Mm-hmm. If they, if a veteran's got essential hypertension in the VA medical records, well, there they go. VA didn't know where it came yeah. from. So if, if they were supposed to age orange, they they got their a big big foot in the door for that. And if Nemer kicks in. Well, that might be mega retro. Well, that's um, what you have to look at, too, is you know, hypertension, you know. I mean, the way they rate it. But, I mean, in order to get compensated, the bottom of your diastolic pressure, you got to be 100. Uh, you know, yeah. the reading's going to be 100. The top's got to be 160. Just get 10%. So, yeah. They get 10, let's see, what's it goes 10, 20. Then it goes to, like, 40. And then six, there's no there's no high rate for hypertension, but if you get hypertension at a very high rating and you had it, uh, you know, and you have it 
from the Vietnam area and you've had it for years, uh, people with hypertension that high, they're probably not here. They're probably already gone. So, well, I was giving everybody 10%, and just like they do for tinnitus, and that'll be what they do. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that if they do award, it'll be for 10%. Mm-hmm. In most cases, yeah. yeah. But you're absolutely right. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad you brought that up. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know what the VA meant years ago when I was when I was filing my uh, wrongful death case, I didn't know what that mm-hmm. meant, essential. And then when I mm-hmm. found out, it means basically the doctor didn't know what caused it. And you're right, that's no, an important no word. That's a, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of like, uh, that's kind of like filing for migraines and having the word prostate in there as far as the result. Yeah, you know, yeah. The condition of migraines. Or recurrent tinnitus, anything like that. You know, those keywords, and this is a very important keyword. For purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, there's always a different, many ways to skin a cat. That's what I always say. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, that three of me to you. Uh, NVLSD, uh, has not come close to, well, I know they're working on it, but they don't know how this is going to go and if Nemer, uh, how Nemer will kick in on the, Whatever they pick, uh, and I, th- I think I think I can get stroke picked, uh, but maybe, you know what do I know? But I I know enough about stroke that I can make a very medical argument. And 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 if Shulkin hadn't been in so much trouble, I think you know. I mean, I think you know to talk to a doctor is so different than talking to. Uh, the secretary Wilkie or, or typing something. Oh, and by the way, his mm-hmm. email address is on the site. I just put that there, Secretary Wilkie. Okay. And I put his Twitter account handle and his address in Washington, D.C. at the VA. Uh, and I just want to bring up one, time, one thing because the time goes by so fast when we have these shows. I've made this point at the website. Now is the time. <laughs> if you have any of the three of the disabilities above, I said three, the five disabilities, I made a typo, and you served in country Vietnam or can prove exposure elsewhere, this is the time to think about gathering your medical records from diagnosis to your current treatment records. And also, if you've been denied by the past by the VA, for any of those conditions, bladder cancer, hypothyroidism, Parkinson's-like symptoms, stroke, or hypertension. Um, where am I? I'm, I'm reading in a dark room. Um, and got a, oh, and if you got a rating sheet that listed any of them under NSC, not service-connected, with a rating. Now's the time to pull out those records and put them. And I suggest copying any record you pull out of the stack and then putting the original one that you have back in the stack as soon as possible because, you know, because you're going to be making files. I've got hundreds of file folders. And, and this issue, this way you can keep it separate. And that goes for your medical records, too. You can put a big, bright tag on the ones that might help your claim for the best, earliest, effective date 
or you can take out those medical records but replace them if you copy them, you know, and start a new file folder on whatever the secretary determines. I mean, you know, I say now's the time to do it so that veterans will be able to, you know, they'll be so gung-ho because the claim won't go faster if they've got everything together to file it. Um, and there's also, uh, Rick told me at NVLSP, there's also a queue at the CABC. He is not handling the case. It's another lawyer there. A queue whereby a Blue Water veteran is trying to claim Q to get a B, better EED. Apparently his ship was on the list, the AO ship list. And uh, I always thought of that approach myself, except it's the same thing as footnote one Nemer. And footnote one Nemer, uh, there's so much I've put on the website, it's overwhelming. So if we get a Nemer decision with another footnote one, we're in my Flynn, and it's going to cost the VA money. But uh, the way I like to look at it, I don't care. I don't care. They got money. So they indeed, and they yeah, got. Yeah, they I, got plenty of money. If they yeah, quit yeah. throwing it away. <coughs> they they've got plenty, Daryl. They they well, have squandered so much money on uh, some of these uh, IT programs and this, that, and the other, all these computerized programs that don't even work. They have spent more uh, on errors. Like that hospital, they got millions or billions for it, started to build it, and they had to drop a project on a new hospital and wasted millions and millions of dollars. So you're right, they they got plenty of money. But... um, and it's also um, the time for veterans to think about putting their password to have it in a place where their wife or husband can get a hold of it if they need it, uh, because the Vietnam veterans, the era veterans, they're, they're, they're getting close to all dying off. And some of that is the fault of the VA. That's why my husband said he had two Agent Orange disabilities. They, they couldn't diagnose anything right. But um, uh, the Prosopio, uh, have you done a show on Prosopio yet? Uh, I don't know. I don't think we did. I, I don't think so either, Gerald. And, of course, um, uh, Secretary Wilkie will not appeal that decision, which is wonderful. Yes, I that, read that where he wasn't yeah. going to appeal it, and I... I agree. I, I'm glad that he he don't. Oh uh, uh, yeah. He's not going to appeal it, nope. but that don't mean that still a lot of Blue Water Navy veterans won't have a very difficult time getting service connected. Well, that's just the way the VA is. It depends on you know. Well, they get that, someone that's familiar with it. Maybe they will. But. Yeah. Well, if they go beyond the ten mile limit, uh, well, they call it a ten mile limit. I think it's actually a twenty four mile limit. Uh, and if they <laughs> define clearly what they consider as part of the territorial waters and and can contingent waters, contingent waters. Uh, I had a long talk with John Rossi. 
uh, about a month ago about all of these terms and how the VA is going to measure how far out they're going to service connect veterans from the coast of Vietnam. So all that, we, we don't know what they're going to do about how they're defining all that. <clears throat> so that means there's probably going to be a lot of uh, veterans on ships that were a mile or two further out that's going to holler too. Well, that, that, that's uh, I can say a big fight here. Yeah, uh, yeah, it probably will boil down to a fight, uh, but uh, maybe not. And the funny thing is, um, it's going to affect the Danang Harbor press that have had a hell of a time unless their ship anchored at Danang. Because, and there's, there's a whole lot of legal and intricate stuff to that, Gerald. I've, I've read Percipio three or four times, and I know it's going to take time for the VA to satisfy Blue Water Navy veterans who have been waiting a long time for equity. You know, and, and, and yeah, and it'll have to be a reasonable cutoff. It can't be the whole seventh fleet. You know what I mean? Yes. But, but veterans, and I'm so proud of them, Blue Water veterans have gotten the AO ships list at VA to grow and grow and grow. You'd be surprised how many ships are on it. We had a Blue Water about two weeks ago, and he was wondering how Percipio would affect them all. And I said, what ship were you on? And bingo, his ship was exposed to Agent Orange. And he was on it after the date of the actual exposure, meaning the ship was contaminated when he was on it. So, um, but I, 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 could, I could talk about Agent Orange day and night. Um, I'm going over my notes to see if there's anything I, I forgot. And, of course, there's a lot of presumptions. Uh, you know, I'm afraid, John, you know what I'm afraid of? John and Daryl? What's I'm, that? Uh, huh? I'm afraid. I'm afraid that new presenters will be decided on and that there will be many, many, many vets or their survivors who are affected by it. And they're not going to find it out unless it's a big runner on Fox News, the only station that seems to put VA information on it. Uh, and it's not. It's got to be advertised. Well, you know, I mean. The, well, I, I live in the country. Uh, I, li I live in the country, and in southern New York, the biggest paper we get is the. Um, it's called the Democrat News. But it's they don't mean them Democrat as a as a um, voting thing. It's just a very old newspaper, yeah. and they're from Rochester. Party. And, and and they're I don't know how much the paper costs, but a lot of people don't even buy the paper. And there's a few local papers that might have ten pages in them, and a lot of people don't even buy them because we have to recycle. And for me, living in the country. That's just one more stack of stuff that has to go to the dump. And the best place that most veterans get their news is from TV, unless they, they play with Google a lot. And unfortunately, a lot of this stuff will leave out veterans who don't use a PC. And there's still a lot of veterans that don't. 
Oh, I can believe that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, and or, and they're survivors. If it's important enough and has enough urgency, I'm sure the uh, these law firms that want to handle these cases and stuff, you know, they'll get out and they'll go ahead and they'll start doing some prereqs. Um, take example of the asbestos trust fund. Everywhere you look on TV, that's all you see. There's this trust fund, you know. If you've been exposed to asbestos in the Navy, call us this number and we'll get you Oh, ready. yeah, yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. And, you know, that's I, how they get, yeah, that's their grassroots effort, you know. So. Yeah. Well, you know but, what's interesting? Wait, what's interesting is they're doing that over Roundup now. Roundup, now yeah, I'm a right farmer. Right. I've used Roundup a lot, but I always have a, on a heavy uh, professional breathing mask. But I, a lot of people, yeah, I get around with them, and they say, I tell them, that's not Roundup, it's Agent Orange. And in essence, it's the same thing. If you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, the law firm wants to hear from you if you can prove you've used extended uh, Roundup for an extended period of time. Yes, they got that Huh? Yeah. Yeah, they're advertising that on Roundup now. Oh, yeah. And it's produced by the same companies that... Uh, Monsanto and Dow yeah. and all them, they yep. were the ones that got sued for Agent Orange in the first place. I mean, <laughs> isn't it funny yeah. how the, isn't it funny how these same companies are involved with uh, you know things like Roundup and Agent Orange and that's yeah. too. They're all from the same Monsanto and Dow. It's basically the same company. Yeah, yeah, it, it is amazing, and it's not yeah. a coincidence. It makes you wonder. No, it's not. Maybe our country had so much. I'm thinking maybe our country had so much uh, 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 Agent Orange uh, left over after the war that maybe they, huh? This this is how that's how James Crick won his uh, his uh, uh, AOUS claim, Conus claim. Because he was a game warden, he sprayed uh, he sprayed Agent Orange around the pod instead of the weed killer. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. The stuff is strong. I mean, I've used it for years, but I don't use it anymore. I just weed whack. You kill anything. Yeah, boy, it, it, it's strong stuff. Um, let me see. Um, oh, did we give out the call-in number, Carol? I'm just. Oh, let me give I'm out go the call-in number. Folks, if you're out there and you want to make a, uh, if you have a question or comment, uh, feel free to call in. Our call-in number is three four seven two three seven. Four eight one nine. That number once again is three four seven two three seven four eight one nine. So if you have a question or comment here about Agent Orange, uh, feel feel free to to call in. And we'll do our best to get you answered there. Uh, uh, you'll hear a lady talking. Uh, just hit number one, and I'll bring you into the queue with us. So, yeah, uh, we'd be glad to hear from you. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I always tell them to wait until the English woman stops talking and click, you know, click on number one on the phone thing. <laughs> And well, I found I found out that you can while she's talking, you can hit number one. And he'll bring you in. Oh, I did that today. Yeah, that's how I got it today. And, yeah. Uh, 
Why is there an English woman? <laughs> is it an English woman? I get a Chinese woman, I think. Oh, no. Okay. Blog, talk, blog Talk is a Brit- Blog Talk is a British company. Oh, oh is it? Oh. I think well, that's that. I think that's what we're going It's over across the pond, you know, over there in the, the what do you call that? The fish and chipville. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys are you always make the show comical. <laughs> You know, boy, oh boy. And even with some of the serious subjects that we've done over the years, we've had a lot of fun, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell well, you. It's, it's serious business, but. It is. Uh, if my I didn't God, have... if you don't take a, a laugh once in a while, you're going to go nuts. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you'll get yeah, PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing with the VA. If <laughs> you don't have a sense of humor. I mean, I've looked back on some of my. The first notice of a disagreement I ever filed was for my husband. They tried to reduce him from 10% to 30 in 1988. But the end result was he was 100% from 1991. So he went, <laughs> yet in 88, it was going to drop from 30 to 10. And the notice of disagreement I filed for him, it was, it was hysterical. I just told them how it is. I used their regulations against them, and it was very comical and funny. But I was mad when I wrote it. And uh, he signed it and mailed it in. And a couple months later, AMVETS, they were representing him. They had never contacted him, but they were on his, his POI. And AMVETS said, uh, this is, uh, is Mr. Simmons there? And I said, no, he's over at the VA where he works. He said, this is AMVETS. He said, you can tell him the good news. Uh, uh, he they dropped the proposed reduction, and I said, "Oh, good." He said, "By the way, did he prepare that NOD?" I said, "Heck, no." <laughs> he was too mad. It would have been full of bad words. I prepared it, and it was really hysterical, but it did the trick. You know, I use common sense and the regulations, Daryl. I mean, well, and, uh, it, 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 but, our, it, but it came on Christmas Eve, the proposed reduction. I had just finished decorating the tree, and he unplugged the lights, and he threw the Christmas tree out the, went out the front door. Oh, well, he my. Had, he had PTSD. <laughs> and he said, Merry effing Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he was mad, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him, and that's the first time I realized that Veterans often deal with incompetent idiots at the regional office. Well, yeah. And they're doctors. My God, they're doctors. Some of them are. Oh, uh, well, oh they're no. not not good. No. You know, last, last time I went to the VA, doctor, you know, was pretty nice to me. Uh, he gave me a special jacket that I could put on and hug myself with. <laughs> You've got a wife. <laughs> yeah. so, no so, kidding, man. Gerald. But well, he, that he was took nice. it back when I was <laughs> Oh, you know, took it back? <laughs> yeah. He was a beggar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
He said he'd save it for doctors. my next visit. <laughs> I, I, I think some of these doctors went to school at the University of Damascus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, some of them couldn't even be veterinarians, though. <laughs> I'll ask them, where do you get your diploma? <laughs> yeah, but um, but uh, that's part of the deep state of the VA. They have a deep state, and I know where, well, that was part of my White House complaint. And that's going to change. That's going to change. Gerald, the VA commits too much malpractice. Yes, and they do. And they hide their 1151 awards from the public and from Congress. They're not even separate. When the BBA adds up all the allowances that they have made, meaning awards, mm-hmm. to veterans uh, and remands, they don't say which ones were 1151 claims that the BBA awarded. And I sent one of the claims um, to, uh, oh, to those five senators. Uh, you know, it, it's just disgraceful. I mean, that, 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 well, see, it gets back to the Cali case, too. And that's the guy I want us to get on the show, Brian Cali. Right. Yeah. Because, and you guys are familiar with his issue, right? Uh, what's his issue, Bernie? Oh, well, gee, I'll say it very briefly because it's going to be another good show in the future. Um, his VA doctor malpracticed on him. Yes. Uh, he uh, had a overnight. He got very ill and had developed sepsis. But the VA couldn't catch it. They could have discovered it with a simple blood test. And they didn't treat him properly, and he got worse, and he could hardly walk. And all sorts of rehabilitation. Well, he uh, saw a lawyer. He wanted to sue them through FTCA. And he was getting feedback from general counsel. Oh, yes, there's no question about it. The VA malpractice on you. No question at all. And then, eight months later, this is the kicker, the general counsel told his lawyer, uh, I sent his lawyer an email today, maybe I could get him on the show, and they said, I, we're sorry to inform you that Mr. Talley's doctor was not a VA employee. They were a provider from a contracting firm. Yes, I remember you told me yeah. about that now. And yes. I told his... I told his lawyer, I said, that's a bunch of BS they gave you. It doesn't take eight months. And and see what happened. Eight months later, they found this out. And the statute for FTCA in California, where this all happened, is only one year. The general counsel's office, yeah, I never knew that. And uh, the general counsel's office pissed away his statute of limits. And I told the lawyer they gave you a line of crap. And I I I sent him the thing from the the VA website, and I said that he could. I it took me seconds to find this information on the providers, but they were the present providers, and I couldn't look up her name because I didn't know who she uh, he or she. I think it was a woman doctor. I'm not sure. Uh, 
But my point was it could have taken the general counsel minutes. I said less than an hour, and they would have known eight months ago that she was not mm-hmm. he, he or she was not a real VA doctor. And like like Brian Talley said, this doctor, and I'm pretty sure he said it was a she. She wore a white coat. She had an office at the VA with her name on it, Dr. So-and-so. And I, I still don't know her name yet. And um, wore a lanyard, you know, like all the other VA doctors do. She was not a VA doctor at all. See, they're trying to take away our FTCA and 1151 rights. And they're doing that by putting contractors into the VA system. And I read mm-hmm. something today, some news, that, that I was horrified to read because it, it, it confirmed my, my wildest dreams. These uh, QTC, LHVI, VES, some of them are not properly vetting their contracting doctors, and they're sending mm-hmm. over quacks over to the VA to um, malpractice on veterans. Now, a lot of those mm-hmm. doctors, I bet they're superb. I bet they're superb. Um, the VA treated me a long time ago with a local family. They made me stay overnight. I, I sent my girlfriend an email because she couldn't. She kept calling me and couldn't get a hold of me. And so I figured, well, I better send her an email when I, after I was discharged next day. And I said, I'm sorry, Kathy, I couldn't call you back last night. I slept with about 125 men. And all of a sudden, my phone rang, and I pick it up, and she said, what? (laughs) And I told her I was a VA patient, and the doctors that treated me were wonderful. Uh, And uh, I had uh, sepsis just like Brian Talley had. But I, I got to that hospital right away, and they knocked it out. It, it took me two weeks to recover from the treatment, though. I'm not good with antibiotics. But they literally... Huh? The antibiotics cause other problems, too. You know, you get C. diff and things like that, because it takes some very powerful antibiotics, and you got sepsis. I've had it, and it is no fun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have to take start taking bank of mice and things like that. Yeah, and they say now these zip what what do they call them zip packs or something Z packs. Z packs, different mice. Yeah, are not supposed to take those. They're bad. Yeah. No, I gee, I don't know what they are at all. But it's but Z pack. It's a it's a company called the box and it's got. Uh, Five or seven days. Yeah. Gee. But, uh, Berta, isn't there some regulation somewhere that specifies about these contract doctors? There's bound to be. I mean, Uh, uh, because if they're allowed to work in a VA hospital, uh, given the assumption that they are VA doctors, uh... That's a, a total misrepresentation. Oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. And that's why uh, the Senate has that bill, but that's why they have to correct it. And I told them yeah. why. There's three yeah. parts of the bill. At first I was thrilled 
because the main part of the bill is exactly what I had been griping to the White House about and to the uh, Office of Accountability. And then, and and the, something happened to disturb me where I had to put a copy of the bill down, and I didn't read it for a couple more hours. Uh, and then I was shocked because of the way it's worded. But I'll send you guys an email, a copy of my letter to the that Senate uh, board of senators that are sponsoring it. Uh, I'll send you the link to the bill and the link to what's wrong with it. And Callie, and my my last suggestion. We're, we're, we've got to get our heads together because his bill is to get accountability after those so-called VA providers that they should be, if they work in a VA hospital, they should be liable if they malpractice on a patient. And that was the whole point. I've been griping about this for 20 years to the House uh, Veterans Affairs Committee, to the General Counsel, to the Inspector General. Uh, to secretaries, and I would get nowhere. But um, uh, the Office of Accountability is one of the best things that ever happened to veterans. They've helped a lot of veterans, and they can cut through all the red tape and BS. You had uh, a tort claim, right, yourself? Huh? You had a tort claim, right? Didn't you? Didn't you have? Didn't you have a tort claim against the VA? Oh man. A tour claim. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I won it. I couldn't get a lawyer to help me. They kept saying no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I did it myself. I didn't even have a medical opinion, and I won it. You, and uh, you know where I the money? Did, huh? Do you know where the money comes from on the tort settlement? Do you know? Do you know how it's dispersed? Uh, all I know is I got a great big uh, check at my bank by wire. I don't know, mm. but I had a, I had to call up the U.S. Treasury Department to get my money mm. because well, here's uh, the deal. Where, if you win a tort claim against if you win a tort claim against the government, you know, and personally, what I think and what it should be is the place that calls the tort, you know, or the doctor or whatever, you know, the hospital. That money should come out of their budget. Because that would give them incentive to improve and do better, right? Yeah. But no, but no, 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 no. It all comes from a different fund totally. And every time you have a tort claim against the government, it all comes out of one account. It's under something totally different. So there's no yeah. reason for some guys to improve or get better because you're going to hit. You're not hitting them in the pocketbook. You're hitting. You're hitting the yeah. general fund in the pocketbook. That, well, that, that's what my, my bill is. I call it my bill because they would have never written it if they didn't get all my evidence from the uh, OAWB. But, and that's my point. Uh, these uh, now practicing doctors, have, there are reporting requirements that are mandated for the VA to follow. They don't follow them. The GAO had a big report about 10 years ago about it, and then they had a more recent report about it. If they report these doctors, and and uh, I I've been griping to the general counsel about this for years. They're supposed to report any doctor that is part of a settlement. They have to figure out how much money from the settlement, like what they paid me, that that doctor now practice caused, and then add it all up to the amount that I got, <clears throat> and then they are reported to state licensing boards. So that, uh, well, I'll, give, I'll say the name of one of the doctors of the bad practice. Uh, 
He was a cardiologist in Syracuse. His name was Sakti Mukherjee, Dr. Sakti Mukherjee. Uh, he was one of the doctors that were trying to cover up what they did here at the Bath VA. Uh, he, he and all the other doctors should have been reported. But what would happen, it would go on a state license board, and any state has, every state has a disciplined doctor's website through their state offices. So if I had a friend who wanted to get a rundown on doctors talking to clergy, and they're a veteran, and the guy's going to treat them for heart disease, I could tell that veteran, oh, go, uh, you know, Google him uh, through, uh, through your state um, licensing board and see if he's ever been charged with a settlement. But then again, they never charged him with my settlement. Maybe they charged him on other settlements, but he was still working there. You see what I mean? Uh, it boils down to the public's right to know, John. We have the right to know if our doctor is a quack, if they have harmed or injured this goes for private doctors, too. Anybody, you know. And the VA is absolutely supposed to do the proper recording, reporting uh, to NPDB to, to prevent this from happening so that others can see, well, this doctor was lost their license. That doctor was fine. This, that, and the other. And the bad part is 1151ers, I'm an 1151er, too. There's no accounting for their awards. There's no way the public knows how much malpractice is paid to 1151ers because there's no reporting requirement for them. So that was the second amendment that I wrote. <laughs> and the well, third was by the provider. Well, public, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 1151, I mean... Uh, a good friend of mine, well, it, it's a long story, and gee, I, I bet the show's almost uh, closing to an end. Uh, the VA, like I've been saying, I said it to the uh, triage manager at the Office of Accountability. I said the VA has a deep state, and this is part of it. It's only part of it. it you know, they're hiding things for a reason, and they, 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 they get away with a lot. And um, and oh, and then my next uh, White House complaint will be on the CMP exams. Why do we get these quacks? Yeah, and that's I asked a good. A lawyer, <clears throat> I asked a lawyer if he would consider class action on uh, that situation. But that's in the future because I've got so much on my plate now. But uh, the CMP exam is what will deny a claim, and they well, lie. <laughs> The CMP examiners have contributed immensely to the backlog. That you are a hundred and fifty percent correct, Carol. Uh, yeah. My land, you can tell if they ask you a yes or no question. If you answer yes, they're allowed to put no. Oh, and they got it. it. Yeah, they, they do it. Yeah, they have done it. I've you, seen I mean, it. I've had to correct them. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's horrible. You shouldn't yeah. have to do that. Uh, we see something like that at least once a week, if not more than that, at the website, Gerald, how to yes. uh, and uh, 
it, in a lot of cases, they can get around it, and I give them all the advice I can if I catch their post there uh, to, you know, make things right. But in the long run, they, they might have to fork out a couple thousand dollars to get a real doctor to give their medical history a complete and thorough review, which they're not going to get from the CMP doctor. That's true. Uh, and if they have now, to show up, where they went electronically... I don't like this electronic stuff because they abuse it so much. Yeah. You're looking at a computer screen, or they are, and they said, well, you're, you're complete piles here, and we just need to fill this form out, which is a whatever, whatever it is that fill out. Uh, but uh, you don't know what they... Have they even looked at, at your claim? You don't know whether they have or not. Yeah. And they a don't lot of them will check yeah. yeah. But ask uh, your dumb if, questions. Yeah. So, uh boy uh, that's a good that's an important subject, Carol, for a radio show uh, because a lot is happening in that area and um and if I could start talking on that Issue will be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but the I way can I'm see looking so at much it, abuse there, you know. Well, the way I look at it, somebody has to pay thousands for an independent medical opinion that goes against the CMP examiner's crap. And you know they use the DBQs now. Yes. For CMPs, as yes. well as you know the regular DBQs is better try to get our VA doctors to fill out for them. Uh, but they're using it, uh, the contractors are using it for the CMP exams. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, any veteran that has spent money to get a real doctor's opinion, a doctor with expertise who who's, who's charging them thousands because it took them so long to read all their stuff, yes. I feel that that is a, a cause of action for damages that any veteran in that position that subsequently won their claim because of the opinion has been damaged by the fact that it cost them thousands. And the, the doctor who did the CMP exam that denied the claim is, is uh, hired for a lot more than that veteran probably ever made in their lifetime. Well, Think about it. They you know, should be re- they should. reimbursed for sure. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, because it's not anybody. Why would it be the fault of a veteran to have to pay for a medical opinion because the CMP doctor is a quack? Why? See what I mean? Well, uh, you know, when, when you put their opinion in, the medical opinion in, it should have a bill attached to it. Now, you may have to fight them to get them to pay it, which I think you will. But uh, perhaps someday down the road here, there will be legislation to to remedy this situation because well, it's something that shouldn't be. You, you shouldn't have to go to a CMP examiner and he give you such a ridiculous uh, opinion uh, yeah, that that well, it, it's necessary to go out and get a independent doctor yeah. 
Well, the uh, GAO did a scathing report on this yeah. a few months ago, and I contacted Bart Stickman from NVLSP, and he never replied to me, but I mentioned it again to Rick Spataro the other day about these C&P scams. And what it is is a class action. It's the basis for a, a good class action case because it's happened so many times, and the GAO report proves it. But yes. Bart Stickman said in some newsletter somewhere, he was shocked when he read that report. And I'm thinking, was his head in the sand? But then again, NVLSP really doesn't know what all veterans go through in the claims process. You know, they handle the big class actions like NEMA, and yeah. they're working on other situations all the time. So I don't fault them for that. But I was kind of shocked that of all people, Bart Stickman, who, you know, who who has been right, practically the whole VBM, I think, would, would be shocked. And and here, any, the last C&P exam they did on my husband was so outrageous uh, that as soon as I get the actual exam, I haven't gotten it yet. Um because I was sending my inquiry to the wrong place, my own fault. But uh, I want to see the name of that doctor and find out what their qualifications are, and I'm going to make a big stink about it. Because uh, if I was some widow that did not know any better, I would have accepted a denial, but they changed that denial to an award in three weeks because my evidence came from the top cardiologist in VA Central. And the uh, examiner totally disregarded it. Or or they looked at it because it was listed on the evidence list. But that cue was awarded in three months. That's pretty quick. Yeah, well, I've had a lot of success. Um, I've had a lot of uh, fast cue awards. Uh, the Q award, I, uh, the Q claiming my file for my daughter, that that took three weeks too. Three weeks from the day she mailed it to the day uh, the uh, award letter came. And I've had a few more that oh oh, want to hear something about Agent Orange? My Agent Orange claim, uh, I filed it right away. They, I'm in New York. First they sent it to Tokus. Then they sent it to Seattle. Then they sent it to the AMC or something. And then they said they lost it. <laughs> but <laughs> so you know, we got to keep we got to keep on top of these people all the time. So finally, and finally in 2000, 2012, I get a letter from the Niemer Philadelphia Regional Office. That's where it should have been all along. And the letter said they granted two of my past Q claims in the letter. I'm, I'm a, a very successful Q person. They, they granted two Qs in the award letter, and they also granted my husband 100% P&T for his 1151 stroke, and then they, get, they awarded the IHD claim. Well, the audit... They missed a couple of $10,000 on the audit. No. <laughs> yeah. But, see, I've already had that problem. Uh, it went up to $40,000 in two 
specific ways that they tried to screw me out of money. Uh, in one case, the regional council filed a queue on them, and I got my money. And then when I got my money, they didn't send it all. So I sent them a real nice letter. <laughs> I want the rest of it. <laughs> and, and that came in the mail. But i got to tell you guys really quick, and I'll tell you, I was so mad when I opened up my decision, the first decision. Dear Mrs. Simmons, um, we have determined that your veteran was an in-country Vietnam veteran. However, he did not have IHD uh, in his SMRs, so we have denied your claim. Well, you would not believe, I, I thought I'd die, I was so mad. I filed a queue through Iris, a queue through uh, Buffalo and Philadelphia, and uh, I filed some something else, a complaint. And uh, about a month, maybe a month or two later, I got my award. I made the point to that guy, and see the initials are in the alphanumeric on their decisions. Yes. So they had his initials, so I put attention to when I filed it through the IRA system and when I sent it to Philadelphia. And I, I said, how stupid can you be? These most, the average age of a Vietnam veteran was less than 25. Most of them were barely 18. They would not have been accepted into the service if they had heart disease. That's right. <laughs> And I said, and the Nehmer court order, you stupid, stupid <laughs> blank, uh, has no provision in it that says they had to have heart disease when they were civil service fighting in Vietnam. I mean, my God, my, my husband joined the Marines in 64. Uh, his his uh, boot camp uh, instructor, the, the DI, he said, uh, I hope you guys realize where you're going. You're go all going to Vietnam. And when he dismissed them, none, none of them knew what the hell Vietnam was. What's Vietnam? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then before you knew it, he was hustled onto a plane, and then he was hustled onto a ship, and then uh, they got into some sort of amphibious uh, tractor uh, type of uh, ship. I forget what they, they used to call them. And uh, then they lowered the flap before they hit the shore. <laughs> the Marines had all get out and wade in the water, you know, just like Patton did in World War yeah. II. And, uh, you know, and they're amphibious, so they had to wade in the water and get on the shore. And they all, they all thought it would be like Normandy. They all thought that they would be decimated by gunfire immediately. You know what I mean when I say Normandy? Yeah, it's a wonder yep. they wasn't. But uh, No, and then by the time they walked up a certain part of the shore, I guess there were buses there to take them over to uh, the Da Nang Air Base. But, uh, well. And, and, you know, and, and that the movie that, that Tom Hanks was in, I hate the first part, the, the last part of the movie. I love the first part. Gerald, these World War II veterans. Uh, no wonder they're the greatest generation. Oh, man. They oh, that. God. Can you imagine having to land on a beach like that? No, and it was horrible. Uh, oh, yes, and it was horrible. I had to do a thesis for uh, my degree from the military school, and I, I picked uh, 
the subject I picked was how the weather affected D-Day. Yes. And, um, and uh, Eisenhower and Hitler were both getting their the same types of weather reports. But Eisenhower was looking at his weather reports a lot differently than Hitler was. So that's one reason D-Day was successful. But on the other hand, a lot of paratroopers died. They oh, dropped yes. them in the middle of the night. A lot of them dropped, were dropped into ponds of water and rivers. They died. Yeah, but, they couldn't um, swim with all that deer. No, they couldn't. And uh, But yet, Gerald, uh, the men and women that serve in our military, and my daughter's a veteran too, you know, and she she was she was highly decorated, uh, U.S. Air Force Intel. She, uh, our, our men and women today are the greatest generation, and the Desert Storm vets were the greatest generation, and all the Afghan and Iraq vets and all of them, all veterans are in the greatest generation. And that's what makes me sick when I see what they have to put up with with the VA. Isn't that something? Yeah. You know, these veterans, uh, uh, service members getting out of the service now are going to have the same doggone issues that we've been having. Yeah. And it just irks me because it can be fixed. Yeah, it can and it's, I have to say, it must be in the higher echelon that don't want it fixed. Uh, well, because it's always I, been I, that I've way. talked to a, a lot of uh, uh, people who work for the VA, and, and 99% of the time, you get someone that sounds real caring and, and, and try to be helpful. Uh, but it's someone, it's the people you're not talking to that's running the show that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. s- appears uh, mm-hmm. they're hidden. There's yeah. no yeah. accountability for them. Well, it's, it's the deep and, state. <clears throat> yeah, and, and, and that needs to be remedied. Uh, it somehow. will, it will. Uh, I just hope God gives me Hopefully. enough time on this earth. <laughs> it'll, yeah. be, it'll be fixed. <clears throat> yeah. So, Barry, so you were talking he, about uh, World War II. It's, sorry, girl. <laughs> boy. Go, go ahead. About, you, were, you were talking about World War II in Normandy. And, uh, you know, the types of wars we fought over the years and support that the population of the United States have actually done for wars that we've had. Vietnam was not supported by the masses at all. No, no. And there's a reason for that, and I think I figured it out. In World War One, it was fought overseas in France, and they didn't want to go to war either at the time. But when they realized that our existence is challenged as being, you know, the United States, by another entity that come over and, you know, they could come and invade this country for, you know, without fighting. That's that's when they started getting behind. World War II the same way, you know. They didn't want to get involved at all, but when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, the that's whole thing right. changed. They, they went right, from yeah. zero to hero. And yep. more people actually enlisted than were drafted. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. and in Vietnam is a totally different. You know, they're over there in, the, in Southeast Asia. You know, fighting for what? What, is, what are they fighting for? What are we doing there? You know, they they didn't they, the deep state didn't want us to be there. They wanted you know live their own little lives and you know and take everything for granted. So then after Vietnam drug out and drug out and drug out, you know, the political pressure started getting more and more and more and more. And next thing you know, we we lose a war and we we pull our troops out. And we have to evacuate. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the difference between a congressional war and a a presidential war. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're sitting there behind the desk trying to run a war, you're in the <laughs> wrong place. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's what you. That's what you're going to get from now on, buddy. Yeah. And and that's uh, that's not fair to the troops. Uh, if you put them in a battle situation, you got to let them fight their battle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you right. know, mm-hmm. uh, well, there's nothing me. good about a war any, unless you're the winner. Yeah, and rules, and that's it. Rules of rules of engagement. What is our rule yep. for engagement today, sir? <laughs> well, let's well, well, shoot after six, six oh five and six oh six p.m. You have to shoot around yeah. the corner. And if yeah. he's wearing a purple shirt, don't shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. If you've been shot three times, you're allowed to shoot back. <laughs> you know, you know, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, mm. it, it, you said it in a funny way, Gerald, but that's true. That That's true. And it's in Vietnam, and, and my husband said it, in Vietnam, gee, his uh, platoon, they would do all they could to take a hill. And the next day, they have to give it back to the Vietnamese. Yeah. Well, you know, so it's one step forward and another step backwards. You but, really uh, like? Yeah. I mean, but, uh, see, guys, see, guys, I'm afraid the show's going to end at any minute. I'm not near a clock. I, I just want to say one thing. Uh, I'm a Gold Star wife. If you know any Gold Star wives, tomorrow is our day. We have one day a year where we're honored. It's Gold Star Wife Day. And actually, Gold Star Wives does have Gold Star Husbands, too. Uh, yeah. I want to make that, that point. And there's one other thing I wanted to mention, but I'm so old I forgot. <laughs> 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 That's my excuse. But, um, huh, I forget what it was. But, uh, <laughs> but then... <laughs> Well, Bert, I wanted to warn you, if you, you go to your doctor and he offers you this special jacket so you can hug yourself. <laughs> it's got, you better it's got real long arms. It's got real long arms, please. Yeah, and he'll oh. pat you on the back so, yeah. so you think, oh, yeah. but he's dying. <laughs> you bet. Oh, and that reminds me, Gerald, what I wanted to say is that some of the best people I have ever met in my life have worked for the Veterans Administration. I worked for them, mm-hmm. my husband worked for them, and I know employees that have worked at every level. And I'll even include my nemesis, the general counsel's office. Well, I'm their mm-hmm. nemesis. Uh, because general counsel, they know Title 38 in and out. Uh and, and you know, and that's the type of person you want to be general counsel of the VA. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and, and uh, I I've been talking to some great people in the system lately, and um, but I uh, like today I was talking to somebody at the BVA, 
And I, and I told them I know that for all the good work they do and their dedication, and I know there's good people, they're probably working side by side with some incompetent idiot or some guy or man or woman who's close to retirement age, so why, why do they care? They're not going to get fired. You know what I mean? And uh, these are the people that are wrecking the whole system and hurting veterans because they really don't care or they don't know enough to care or they're ordered not to care. Yeah. Uh, but believe me, they do, the VA employees, wonderful people, smart people. But I've worked in a lot of places where it only takes one idiot in a group of people that are all working hard, and the idiot can start so many problems that affect everybody else. Yes, And the morale, it, and it affects morale terribly. And that don't matter whether you're working in VA or machine right. shop out here or... Or yeah, McDonald's right. or anywhere. One anywhere. crazy fool will will mess the whole works up. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and we you still lose have that team teamwork. Uh, and once yeah. that's lost, you got a helter skelter type of deal. Well, and uh, that's where we're at. Yeah, they they used to call it the old boys club years ago, 1988, when I first got a computer and. Uh, and yeah, we were contacting other vets and on Prodigy and veterans bulletin boards. And they used to call it the old boys club, meaning the uh, a bunch of you know highfalutin uh, VA central employees would get together and determine policy. Well, now you have to call it the old old boys and old girls club because there's a lot of women with the same kind of ideology as the men in the VA system. And what bothers me is that they are the ones that affect policy and bring down people like Shulkin. I think that was a coup. A coup did It must have been, yeah. 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 I think he was trying. I think he was set up. He was set up. He had so many great ideas. Uh, he, He was so enthusiastic. And everything he did, in my opinion, was for the, the betterment of veterans' health care. And uh, that that was very disappointing to me when he uh, tumbled down the road. You know, I mean, I still think it's a, a set-up, a, 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 a coup, D-O-U, a coup d'etat. People, there were people determined to get him out because they had their own person they wanted in. And There's a lot of coups going on in the world, isn't there? Huh? There's a lot of coups going on in this country. But don't want oh, to yeah. Them to that. oh yeah. And every day I get stuff on more uh malpractice. Mm-hmm. Uh the other day a veteran killed himself. I think it was in Tampa. He was in the PTSD ward. And uh they he wanted to be discharged. He didn't want to be in there. And uh he killed himself in the PTSD ward. Don't anyone watch him? I don't understand how that could happen. But, you know, the nursing homes are in trouble, too. The community uh, nursing homes in VA hospitals, uh-huh. they've been finding a lot of the people falling asleep on the job. Uh, this one guy was looking at they had a, He had a picture taken of him laying in the patient's bed 
while the patient was trying to move around with a walker. Because, you know, you want to watch the patient, and here he is looking at his uh, smartphone playing some witty video game or something. Uh, uh, but they, they, they had some serious problems in the nursing home situation. Huh? To get what they pay for employees. Yeah. There's no payment. So, you know, they pay about less than hospital fees. Yeah, yeah. But VA yeah, nursing homes would pay better, wouldn't they? No, they're contracting nursing homes to buy VA. Oh, they're contracting. Yeah. That's the You know, Chairman Howard really brought mentioned. that up about the nursing home there in Georgia. Uh, he he walked through it and he wrote up a deal and he got a hold of the manager and oh he raised all all kinds of cane oh. and they totally he he wrote letters and stuff he sent me copies of letters uh, that he sent and pointing out all these discrepancies and he said it's horrible how they're treating veterans. Maybe he was part of this uh, investigation that just hit the, the national news. Well, because they, well, he may have been. Yeah, they said it was an independent investigation. Well, yeah, he he just went in, you know, he's just a veteran. But he just, he said, he looks out for veterans. He just walks in unannounced, looks around, and, and talks to people, and... And uh, you know it's pretty easy to see if they're not. Yeah. They yeah. don't know your what you're up to. Uh, you can see a lot of discrepancies. Oh uh, yeah. Patients not being turned properly and this and that. And, yeah. That's uh, there's all kind. There's all kinds of issues. So. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was. I do know he. He knows. They employ a lot of lazy people. Well, yeah, boy, a lot of lazy people. Of course, now in a, in a private nursing home, if uh, your family is treated bad, you can you find out about it. You know, they, you know, you can you can sue them big time. You know, because they pay a lot of money. At nursing home suits are one of the top lawsuits in the country. Yeah, you, know, cause you see it on uh, TV all the time. You know, you know, have you long been abusing nursing home? Division of aging. You know, I. I suggested to him get hold of the division of aging. I don't think he ever did. Oh, but yeah. That's one avenue. Yeah. But yeah. if it's a BA nursing home, it looked like the BA would. But they're like you say, they're probably contracted out. And I don't have all hey, that. The government, the government is how do you say it? They're in cahoots with him, Joe. I mean, they pass this bill out here, law, that if you're, uh, you know, if you're on Medicaid or anything like that and you go to a nursing home, yeah, and that gives them the right to take your house and everything, then they get to go back well, and look, do a three-year look back, see if you've sold or give yourself away to your kids, then go after that and get it back. Well, I'm a member of uh, Project 112 Shad and nursing homes covered in that bill, that law. Uh, well, there's no copay. It also covers yeah. nursing homes for veterans. Yeah. Uh, what about a hundred percent? Does that include that too? Do you get to go to nursing homes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bad. I don't know. Uh, I, at least seventy. 
and, and most of them are 100 at, at that point. And that is the mm-hmm. criteria. I'm glad John mentioned that. That's the criteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be 70 to 100. When my husband got sick, they wanted to transfer him to a private nursing home because they were too lazy to consider him for occupational therapy. And they told me he will never walk again. Well, BS to that. I told my husband what they said, and the doctor that told me that said, oh, don't tell him, don't tell him, you know, his PTSD. Don't tell him. I said, you don't know my husband. And I told him, and I was on the phone with him. He was in Syracuse. And I said, honey, you've got to help me out with this. And he said, with what? And I said, they just told me you'll never walk again. And we can't get the size of a wheelchair you need into our house. And we need it. We would need a ramp. And they want to discharge you and get rid of you as fast as they can. And he says, what do you mean I'm, I'm going to walk again? I said, okay, I'm going to do all I can to get you set for physical therapy. What a battle that was. Well, uh-huh. I won that battle. Mm. Three days later, I get a call from the occupational therapist in Syracuse. He said, Mrs. Simmons, your husband is in excruciating pain because he has not been able to walk or stand up for many weeks. They had misdiagnosed his throat. That's why. He said, but he never complained once today. And I already know he's an excellent candidate for therapy. So, see, the VA could have easily kept my husband in that wheelchair. And maybe I wouldn't have even, yeah, maybe I would have believed that doctor. But, uh, and the deal was if he could walk three steps without falling over, they would discharge him. And they did. Uh, They discharged him to the Bath VA. He was able to walk the three steps from the ambulance to my car. There was a nurse there and the ambulance driver watching him, and he didn't fall. We get in the car and well, that's that, where, huh? That's where that song "Give Me Three Steps" came from. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the funny thing is, I knew he'd make it into the car because well, as soon as I got in the car, he said, "Where to now?" I said, "The Chinese restaurant. We're getting a big takeout." <laughs> and, and then my neighbors up the road, uh, they they were going to bring down the front end loader. Because I live on a slope. I live higher than, I, I live on three different levels over the road. And the steps that we had, he could have never gotten up, but there was a slope. And they were going to put him in the front end loader and bring him up to my top deck that way. You know, which made a lot of sense. <laughs> I would have taken a picture of him, too. But he got out of the car and he crawled up, up the uh, slope and crawled into the house, and he crawled for the next two weeks, and then he would practice walking in a narrow hallway I have so that if he bumped, if he started to fall, he would hit a side of the hallway. And uh, so he taught himself how to walk again. But one night, I was sound asleep, and he had to use the bathroom, and I, I would get nervous when he would get up because I usually would go to the bathroom with him to make sure everything was okay. And he had crawled into the bathroom, got into, went to the bathroom, and came back out. And I started dozing off again. And remember the movie The Shining? Do you guys remember that? Huh? I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my husband 
shook the bed a little bit to wake me up, and in the moonlight I could see his face, and the, only his head was on the bed because he was, had been crawling, and he said, here's Johnny. <laughs> Just like they did in The Shining. And I thought I'd die. And I said, uh, you know, the stroke took away a lot from him, but he still had a sense of humor. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, if the VA does not start occupational therapy on a stroke victim immediately, they're going to do it to keep that person in a wheelchair because it'll be easier to handle. Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, really the shame, the shame of it. And I, fibrillation. What kind of heart disease do you have? Could you say that again, John? What kind of heart disease did, did, did he have? Did he have? Uh, I know he had ischemic heart disease, right? Uh, yeah, they <clears throat> they they told him it was a sinus infection when he had a heart attack. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. Uh, I want. Huh? Sorry. Did they have a diagnosis of atrial fibrillation? Uh, no, no. Uh, what he had was uh, full-blown ischemic heart disease. And, okay. of course, the Agent Orange uh, Neiman awarded him that, posthumously, that award. And I also proved he also had diabetes mellitus from Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. So I have four DIC awards. I have four. Uh, or maybe I have five. So mm-hmm. I, as much as being a critic that I am, I'm not afraid of them because they can't take away five awards. I'd be on Fox News. Do you get paid paid separate for each award? Pardon me? I'm sorry, John. Do you get paid separate for each award, or is it one one check? Uh, That is what my present issues are all about. Uh Uh, There's a general counsel opinion that was written the same year that I settled with the VA that says very clearly that a veteran will not only get the proper compensation if they also have an 1151 award, it was not congressional intent to deprive the veteran of any of that money. Therefore, they get both. But in my case, it looked like they paid me some of the stuff under that press-up, but not all of it. And when I figured it out, I forget how much it came to that they owed me. It's just a phenomenal figure. But um, nobody ever challenged that fact before, John, and that's the problem I'm having. Nobody ever challenged it. And the press-off does not exclude my husband. It's never been rescinded or changed or altered in any way. So that's my big fight with the VA presently. They, they owe me quite a bit. And, but, you know, the money doesn't, it's not about money. It's really about the principle. What I really want, more than anything, is not the money. What I want is for them to get rid of the director of the Buffalo VA because she tried to get me to accept a regulation that does not exist at all she threw me a mm-hmm. mind of bull crap, and if I was some mm-hmm. widow out there without a clue, I might have believed her because she is the director of the mm-hmm. VA. But I, I, I well, named her in my complaint to the White House and to the Office of uh, 
accountability. And then they gave me another uh, name of a woman who's handling that end of that situation there. I want her fired. That yeah, way she can never yeah, hurt anybody I mean, else. You know, and then, you make your point, too. Yeah, but of course the truth is I could die before I ever see that award. You know, you just never know. But um, but I, I, I keep myself, my health in pretty good shape. I'm very healthy. And um, she has hurt a lot of veterans. A lot of veterans. Well, and, they're, and obviously they're widows too. And uh, people like yeah. that do not belong in the system. No, but, she but, uh, but, John, you know, when well, Christ, uh, oh, is it time to go, Gerald? Hey, we're out of time. Oh, I bet we yeah, are. We stopped recording yeah. about eight minutes ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gee. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to pick it up another day. When we get yeah. Boda on there, uh, time goes so fast. Yeah, Gerald. And, no, you know, don't it? Uh, like I mentioned to you, uh, my bedtime, I'm in New York. Mm. I'm almost New York. there. My bedtime is yeah. 9 o'clock. It's about time to do another end of life show, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep that That's updated. Yeah, yeah, boy. There's just so Veterans much. Are, veterans are dying so gone past. Yeah. <clears throat> well, guys, it's been great being with you. Well, it's been a great night. been a great show. Well, I hope so, Gerald. Yes. And, we you know, we you. always get tangential, but I think we got a lot of the Agent Orange information out there, and a lot of it is mm-hmm. stuff I've already put at the website. Okay. And, so and I'm, urging, good. I'm urging people to write to uh, Wilkie, if they have one of those possible presumptives to make their case with him, because uh, it, he's not going to change his mind. I mean, he's not going to make a decision because he gets one letter from one widow of an Agent Orange veteran. You know what I mean? Well, you're right. Uh, I mean, if he gets thousands of letters... Oh, yeah. Uh, then that would be very persuasive. Yeah, but I, I don't foresee that <clears throat> happening. Uh, veterans are afraid of the VA, Gerald. Oh, I know it. They're afraid. Yeah. They're afraid to well, take yeah. a check away from you. Yep. Right. You're, you're right. Very, very and they don't want to stick their neck yeah. out. Social Security the same way. Social Security the same way. Yeah, yeah. The same yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Well, veterans shouldn't have to worry about <clears throat> reprisals from the VA. I'm fixing yeah, to talk Social Security. Yeah. yeah. And boy, Social boy. Security, you're right there. I, I yeah. figure the only thing they could do to, to me, Gerald, they've already made so many mistakes on all of my issues uh, that happened after my husband died. They've done so much to me already. The only thing they got left is to kill me. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm serious, and that's why I make a $50 copay and get uh, the top food market to run my prescription. I only take one pill two times a week. That's the only prescription I got. And I gladly pay the copay. I don't want them mailing it from the Bath VA because the last mail, my husband had meds by mail, 
and they sent him somebody else's pills. Oh. Yeah, and I found that out when the, uh, the coroner called me and asked me what he was taking, and I thought I'd faint because I pick up a pill bottle and it didn't have his name on it, and here the dose was about six times stronger than he was supposed to be taking. But that was oh part of my that was part of my lawsuit. That that was part of uh, my uh, FTCA case, the tort, uh, not lawsuit, but the tort. A small part of it. <laughs> Everything else was, you know. And I, I know my husband's in heaven, and he's looking down at me all the time, and he he's giving me the encouragement to see this all through. You know, I know that he did not die in vain. I uh, I won't accept his death was in vain. Well. Uh, You're keeping the B.A. on their toes, I'll tell you. I'd like to put a foot off their ass. <laughs> <laughs> they can stand on their toes. I want them to bend over. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. But I better get going, guys, because yeah. I am exhausted. Bertie, your name is not Tyrone now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Berta, thanks for coming on, and you, you have a great night. You too, and you too, John. It was great talking to both of you. Okay. And okay. thanks. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Yeah. You bet. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Hey, Jordan, do you do you have any saran wrap? Uh, I might have. You need some? Yeah, I need to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to. Yeah, we're overdue here, John, by about 45 minutes. <laughs> no, I'll just shut her. I'll just shut her down. We're not recording anyway. All right. Talk to All you right. later. See you, bud. Bye. <laughs>